Welcome to Roadmap to One Million. My name is Stacey Zeal, and if you're looking to make more money, gain your time back, and rapidly grow your visibility so that you can impact way more people with your brilliance, you're in the right place. This podcast is your one-stop shop for turning your online business dreams into a reality. My main goal is to give women entrepreneurs just like you the marketing strategies, guidance, and expert insights you need to hit that million-dollar milestone and beyond. Whether you're a coach, a consultant, or an online brand that wants to make a big impact, Roadmap to One Million gives you the actionable strategies and inspiration you need so that you can implement right away, no fluff, no fuss. So CEO, are you ready to buckle up and celebrate your growth? Be sure to follow the show and let's dive in. Get ready to uncover your Roadmap to One Million. All right, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Roadmap to One Million. I am Stacey Zeal. I am your host. And today we have a very special episode because I have one of my favorite, favorite clients that I've worked with that's going to be on the podcast today that's going to talk about our experience in working together. And so if you are someone out there that's considering hiring someone to help you for your with your marketing, definitely make sure you listen to this episode because she's going to give you some information, some insights about, you know, what it was like to work together, some things that, you know, she was able to free up her time with working in with us. So I am incredibly excited. So welcome to the show, Ellie. How are you? I'm good. Thank you, Stacey. Happy New Year. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Happy New Year. I'm so glad you are here. So before we get started and jump into the interview, tell us a little bit about African Media Agency. What do y'all do? Who do y'all help? And what is your, your mission of your brand? I just love it. Yeah. So it's shocking, but the agency's 10 years old this year. Um, yeah. I started it um, from my kitchen table when I was based in Dubai. And the whole aim at the, at the beginning was to create a bridge between companies wanting to communicate with journalists on the continents. So we started off by building um, one of the first solutions to distribute press releases across the continent. And slowly, um, we, we grew into being a 360 agency where we provide PR, reputation management, media relations, but also digital marketing to our clients. Um, and we are operating on the continent in Africa. Our clients are mostly international clients. We've got presence in Cote d'Ivoire, which is in West Africa, but also in Nigeria, Ghana, Uganda, Kenya, South Africa. We're a small and mighty team, and um, yeah, we're 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 busy and growing. It's a it's a good place to be. Yes, definitely a great place to be, and definitely congratulations on ten years. That is awesome. I love 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 that. And so when we start to think about you know taking it back to before we worked together because we worked together for a while, um, you were in a place where you were thinking we wanted to hire marketing help, someone to. So you have a team. You know, let me give everybody a little context. So you have a team and you have an awesome team of people who are executing client work, who are executing the marketing for the agency. Um, and they are overall just a hungry, awesome team that loves to learn and wants to, and, and does really great things. Um, but when we started to working together, you know, talk to me a little bit about what were some of the like challenges or roadblocks that you were coming up with that had you considering that you needed to hire um, someone to come in and help your marketing team to be more successful at what they were already doing? Right. So I don't have a marketing background. Um, I have an understanding and obviously an interest of mar 
in marketing, but I don't have that background. And my team, as you said, um, you know, great team, eager to learn, but everybody juggling between client work and trying to sort of promote the work that we're doing without having a holistic view of what needs to be done and without having processes. And I think that was one of my biggest pain points. It was, okay, we're nine years in the, in, in the business and things were not moving as quickly as I expected it to be in terms of bringing in new business or retaining clients because we didn't have, we we're never consistent around our marketing activities. So when I came to you, it was, you know, I, it's fair to say that it was a huge mess because we had some sort of marketing activities scattered around, but nothing was in place. No process were in place. Our tools were all over the place. Um, I think the only thing that we were probably doing well on or at was the SEO, but even that needed a bit more, you know, a different, like a an eagle, like an eagle view that you were able to give to us. So this was sort of the, you know, when I reached out to you, I was in a phase where I realized if I really want to grow, I need to invest in my marketing. And I think the the support and the solution that you provided for us was excellent. It's like I had I had this team that needed to learn from someone who's done that for years. And this is exactly what you provided to us. So I'm pretty grateful. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was, it was, I really enjoyed um, working with your team because, you know, and some of the CEOs I think can relate to what you're saying in that you have a team of people who are great, right? They're, they're getting stuff done. They're putting work out, you know, they're delivering client work, but they're busy, right? Like they are just, you know, so um, focused on a lot of different projects. And when you don't have the right processes in place, when it comes to your marketing, it's easy for marketing to get lost in the sauce or it's easy for marketing to can kind of get pushed to the side because we're so focused on delivering for our clients and keeping our clients happy but we have to remember that marketing you know doesn't just happen right there is a series of processes and strategies and systems that you have to put mm -hmm. in place in order to make sure that it's happening consistently and so when I you're think sorry no go ahead sorry i think also that being an agency I've also never, re I didn't realize until last year how much we also needed marketing. And I think to me, it was a little bit around, well, you know, we're not a, B2, we're not a B2C company. We don't really have a consumer product to sell. And to me, marketing activities are very much not for me. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it was very refreshing to find someone who first spoke our language where I didn't need to explain what, you know, distribution of a press release was or the way we all, or what agency life was. Mm -hmm. And also who could, what you did really well for us was applying some of the B2C principles to B2B business like ours. Mm -hmm. um, it's a business who's also, you know, in the creative space and in the consultancy space where there is a way of doing things with certain marketing principles that can be applied to everybody, but that you strategize within your own industry. And I think for me, this was key um, to realize that, okay, we can do that and we can do that smartly with someone who understands our pain points and who understands the industry we deal with and who can, you know, roll out a strategy that makes sense. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad that you pointed that out because, it, you know, it really is important, especially for B2B brands to understand that even though the tactics are a little different between when you're marketing to another business versus marketing to another, to an individual consumer, you know, there is a lot of overlap that has to happen, right? Like creating content. So we were using, you know, social media and like using LinkedIn, using Instagram, using Facebook. And one of the things we had to really, you know, make sure we were doing was creating effective content on those actual channels, like that were actually moving people closer to the sale. Um, and by that, I mean, making sure we had our call to actions in there, um, making sure we were leading people to the next step instead of just, you know, because a lot of what we were doing before was taking some of the press articles that we did and just posting them on Instagram or posting them on LinkedIn. And it's like, that's great. But then we also have to make sure that we tell people what to do with this information, right? Like, yes, yeah. read this article and go check it out and see what we can do. But then also book a call with us because we could do this something, we can do something similar for your business. And so when I come into my different brands, really kind of what I'm looking for is, do we, are we focused on the right strategies? Like, do we have the right channels? You know, are we using the right marketing channels? Um, do we have the right systems in place to make sure that things actually go from ideation all the way to actually execution and then even reporting on that and learning from that to make sure that we can apply those things to other channels? Um, and making sure that we have, that the team is focused on the right thing. So everybody knows what their role is. Um, so like when we do, for example, one of the things on um, projects that we worked on was getting a monthly newsletter out. And so we had to make sure that we knew like what was Ellie's part of the newsletter. Um, and then what was the other, what, what, you know, after Ellie finishes her part, who picks up next? And then what is, what happens after, you know, the content is actually compiled, right? Because especially because we were um, wanting to do things in different languages also because of your whole team, they speak um, different languages. And so we had to make sure that we were like, okay, like once the English once the English was done, now we need to translate it to French. And so all of that stuff is, um, you know, comes from processes. And so if you are a CEO out there and you're feeling like you are wanting to execute certain marketing tasks, but it's inconsistent, the first place I'm looking is what system do you have in place to facilitate consistency? Because consistency doesn't just happen. Right. We, and, and I tell people all the time, like, I am not a consistent person by nature. Like if I could just float around and just like, you know, go through life and just kind of having things just happen. Absolutely. But that's just not how this works. We have to make sure that we put processes in place um, to make sure that things are consistent. Leading your marketing as the CEO can be time consuming and draining, which leads to inconsistent marketing and slow growth. If you're looking to supercharge your sales, gain your precious CEO time back, and increase your impact, our fractional chief marketing officer service at Stacey Zalenko is your secret weapon. Picture this, no more missed deadlines, no more unfinished campaigns, no more jumping from tactic to tactic. You can absolutely achieve all of that without pouring more of your time into marketing, even if you have a small and inexperienced team. Want to know how? Head over to stacyzeal.co slash CMO right now to watch our free video. We'll show you the exact strategies and tactics that have helped countless online service providers, coaches, and consultants just like you skyrocket their sales with their existing team. Don't miss out on this opportunity to transform your business. Visit stacyzeal.co slash CMO today to watch the video and get ready to make more money, gain your time back, and increase your impact. All right, let's jump back into the episode. And so one of the things that we, um, I remember when we first, first started working together, um, which was great. And I, want, I wanted to call out for everybody is that 
we had started working together when you had hired someone to build out your systems. And so you had someone who was coming in and she was building out, you know, like sales systems and, you know, getting a project management system and all that kind of stuff put into place. And I think it was great timing. And I don't even know if you timed this, you know, intentionally, but I thought it was great timing because then I was able to come in and say, okay, these are the systems we need for marketing, right? Like, yes, sales needs their own systems. Yes, internally, we need systems for client delivery, but we also need systems for marketing for our business. And so um, talk to me a little bit about how it was to be able to work with me as well as a systems person or to have me kind of, you know, helping your outside, your external vendors to be able to better deliver for, um, deliver what they were building for the business. So it's exactly what happened. It's, it's, it was me realizing at the end of 2022 that if I wanted to get to the next step, I needed to address marketing and my processes. And I think because, simply because what happened is we grew fairly fast. We grew remotely. We grew servicing our clients and trying to get new business in and being busy, 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 busy. And our foundations and our processes were super shaky. And eventually this could really end. I really believe that that can be the end of a business if this is not addressed quickly enough. So bringing on board Alicia from Zero to Entrepreneur, looking at all of our techniques, tech stack, migrating our systems. It was honestly same time last year as losing my mind because we had migrated from Microsoft to the Google suite. We were getting onboarded on ClickUp. It took literally, we we almost done. Like we're still working on it. It's been a year, but it was so integral in, you know, it was sort of, it was surgical, but it was, ensuring that we put the tracks like properly to make sure that we keep going at that speed that we want to go to without hitting a wall. Mm -hmm. And so having you and Alicia work together was brilliant, as you said, because you came in telling us, okay, where are your stuff, guys? And it was, I remember it was such a mess all over the place, you know, no like literally no project management for just using our drive and emails and and chats on the side. Nobody knew where things were. Nobody knew where our photos were. And then having you say, okay, this is what we need to build out. These are the different spaces that we need to have. This is what the newsletter needs to, you know, comprises. This is the automation that we need. Having Having a weekly call with a specific agenda with tasks, all of this is absolute. I really consider it being an asset. It's you know, it's part of our definitely it it increased our value to have all of these systems in place and all of the different SOPs and documents that you helped us create. It just made me breathe so much that first of all, if one of my marketing team members leave tomorrow and a new one joins, it's all very clear and documented. I know where things are. I know what to look at. I know what my team is working on. And it's just a huge, huge peace of mind to have that huge chunk handled and really to understand. And as you were saying, like having different actions, because I think in the past, and I believe that all of, a lot of us entrepreneurs have millions of ideas. So we keep on ideating. We're like, okay, let's do this. Let's do that. Let's do that. But you helping us say, okay, let's stop and think. Why do you want to do that? 
is it really the the you know are you really going to bring a qualified lead by doing this maybe let's try and let's tweak and then let's stop doing it and let's adapt something else and i think that just gives structure structure in in a in a very sort of a blurry busy mind where you think that you have to do everything because you've seen it somewhere um so yeah looking back it was it was a lot it was definitely a lot um but it's so essential I honestly don't think we would be where we are this year if we hadn't been through that process um it's definitely paying off like this yeah it's like it's it's like there's a yes there's a pre and an after and you really see clearly the difference between what we how things used to be and how things are now and I think it also helps us with what we advise our clients to do you know since we are consulting you know on the PR marketing it's it's essentially falling under the same umbrella and I think learning what we've learned really helps us get better expertise yeah yeah I love that I wanted to call out a couple of things that you said one um you know we grew really quickly and so then we started to realize that like, you know, we grew a lot. And so we're doing a lot of the client delivery, but some of the other foundational things we missed because we were just busy and we had to keep up with our client demand and, you know, things kind of just, you know, grow so fast that sometimes they start to like rip at the seams. Like as you get to that point where you're like, Hey, like we we're growing, but you know, our team is, is stressed out and busy and things are starting to get missed because we have so much more work now. And so if you're listening out there and that sounds familiar to you, you definitely want to start to think about who you can bring into your team to help you to um, to create some foundational kinds of pieces. Because, you know, from my experience in working with large brands and, you know, a lot of people listen to the podcast, they know I've worked at Zappos. And so I really got to see how a marketing engine operated and everything was systematized. There was structure to everything. There wasn't a whole lot of just winging it. Um, If I needed to get something from the creative team, there was a process. I didn't just go up to someone and say, hey, I need you to create something for social media or I need you to create this gift or I need you to, you know, um, to, to create a video for me. There was a process that we had to go through. So that way that person actually, you know, had all the information that they needed to be able to do their job. So it's not a whole lot of back and forth. Um, And so creating some of those things within ClickUp and the systems that we were using and making sure that we know like, you know, what picks up, where does one person's task end and where does another thing pick up? Those are kinds of things that carry you on for years, right? Because, you know, and and I sometimes I tell like, think about, you know, going through the experience and I'm like, it might've sucked a little bit for a while. Like it might've been a lot. It might've been a lot of like, oh my gosh, this is so basic. This is foundational things. Like having to like say the same things over again, like put it in click up, put it in click up, put it in click up. But as you do that, oh, you know, you start, your team starts to realize that there is a process in place and they start to adapt the process. And so as you grow, and like you mentioned, like as maybe someone leaves, maybe we have a new company, new team member come on, right? Maybe someone is out for maternity leave or, you know, a honeymoon or something like that, right? Things can still get done. Like the newsletter can still go out, like projects can still get completed. Social media stuff can still get posted, um, even though someone may be out. And so even though going through the process, it kind of sucks a little bit to really have to go back to these foundational things. It really does pay off in the long run, I think. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. But yes, it's painful. 
Yeah, and it's a little painful. Okay. It is a little painful, but it, it is painful. It's like everything. It's sort of, it's like everything. I think if we just commit to building a business that looks like what a business should look like, these yeah. are steps that need to be taken. It's like disciplining ourselves and just doing it. And as you said, documenting and like having pr a proper structure behind everything um, to just breathe and, and do the fun the fun work, really. Yeah. Yeah. That's we always want to do the fun stuff for sure. And I'm like, yeah, systems aren't really fun, at least and not to me. Systems are not fun. I'm sure um, Alicia and some other of our systems folks that we that we love over here at the show. They love systems and it lights them up. But for me, creating systems isn't something that lights me up, but it's more so like I have to be able to have a system in order for my brain to be like, OK, this is what we have to do. Um, and so it's just like, you know, it really is like important to really kind of document those things. So let's talk about a little bit about um, you actually moved to a completely different country <laughs> in the middle of us working together. Um, you were based in New York and now you've moved to Abidjan where your team is based. And so um, would love to talk a little bit about how one, how impactful it is to have or how you were feeling in that transition process, um, knowing that marketing still need to happen even though you were moving, um, you know, teams still had like meetings still had to had to happen. So tell me a little bit about how that move was for you um, when it comes to while, you know, that time that we were working together and then the team, you know, still staying on top of what we had to stay on top of. Yeah, it was, you know, I think I'm still processing the last year because the move is something that we have been talking about as a family for the past two to three years um it was a big move it was a very personal move it's always been I started my company based in Dubai which was ideal in terms of time zone in the region we sort of always love that Dubai is the capital of Africa because you have so many flights to all the different countries of the continent and you know, it's friendly time zone. I used to have like long mornings and everything was great until my husband got transferred to New York. And that was literally a year after I started the business. So I've always thought this is not going to work. I moved to New York thinking I'll try and see what happens, but it's really unlikely that this is going to work. I was eight hours behind Kenya. Um, it's just, you know, I just thought, I will try, but really, I think I'll just look for a job once I'm in the US. And I just kept on being jet lagged. I just kept on waking up early in the morning, answering my emails, getting things to work. And I lived this way for eight years, um, which is totally crazy. And that's that goes to, it's amazing what we can do. I think we can do really, really hard things when you want to because I think ultimately deep down I wasn't ready to let that go I just wanted to work that business so the move and I think probably this year you know when people are like what are your resolution of the year and what's your goal I tell them you know what my goal is to do a lot less this year and to be very kind with myself mm, I because love that. last year you know, and I knew, I knew I went in thinking, this is my big year. Everything needs to change. It's like, I'm going to, you know, I ran, I ran two marathons while changing my systems, getting marketing in place while organizing an international move, selling our houses, getting our kids adjusted. It was just a huge mess. And I think on the personal front, 
I was also so ready to, you know, since this is like a, a safe space, um, I can say this, like being a woman of color in the US was so difficult for me. And I'm, you know, obviously by my accent, you know, I, I'm, you know, I was born in France and it wasn't easy in France, but I think being in the US really made me realize how difficult it can be for Afro-descent people in the con in the US. So it was an extra, um, I was so emotional that we were finally doing this, that, I don't know, I see it as, I think there's probably a reason why I decided to fix my mess in the year I was moving. It was sort of, everything needed to happen to have like before that big transition, mm -hmm. you know, fix, fixing my personal self, fixing, fixing my business so that I move. And then it looks exactly the way I want things to look like, you know, I live in a, I move in an environment where I feel safer. I move with a business that I know is more steady and ready to grow. I get closer to my team, stronger, knowing that I've done enough to equip them to do the best job they can. So yeah, 2023 was huge. It was it was huge. Looking back, I don't know if piling everything the way I did was the best for my mental health. Um, but that's the only way I knew how to do it. You know, I think it was like, let's just do it all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like, why yeah. not? <laughs> yeah, it's like, why not? <laughs> so, yeah. So, but but now looking, looking at, wow, how it was a year ago and how it is now, and both on a personal and professional front, things are exactly where they should be and how they should be which is I think pretty phenomenal yeah yeah I love that I I love all of that because I definitely I know that it was definitely tough right like and you know we wanted to make sure at least I wanted to make sure that while you were moving you could move right and you wouldn't have to worry yeah. about you know, the team, are we marketing? Is you know, are we doing these projects? Is this getting, you know, are we still making progress on the plans that we created? Um, and so I like to make sure that whenever I'm working with any CEO, um, I'm like, well, what is your energy like, right? Like, you know, if like, you know, when you were moving, like we couldn't launch a podcast while you were moving, right? We had to wait, right? And, you know, we could do so many other things um, because if your energy is, you know, elsewhere or your attention needs to be elsewhere, it is okay for us to adapt our marketing to make space yeah. for that. And that's what I want, um, you know, CEOs and everybody to understand that, like, you know, it is okay for you to be, have to prioritize personal while you are building this business, but then you just have to make sure that while you're prioritizing personal business can still happen. So that's what, you know, important to having the systems, important to having the right leadership um, and having someone on your team that can really just make sure that, you know, we honor and prioritize 
your space and the energy that you have and honoring how you like to show up, right? Like, you know, it's not forcing people to do things that they don't like, like, you know, showing up on video or podcasting or writing, right? Like I'm not someone who enjoys writing. And so that's why I do podcasts, right? That's why I do, you know, some of these other things. Um, but, you know, y'all are fantastic writers. And so it's like, okay, like let's, how, how do we make sure that, you know, we can adapt our plans based on, your energy level in the moment and your strengths and, you know, making sure that stuff still gets to happen. So I'm glad that we were able to, you know, continue moving while you were moving and that you could have the space to focus on, you know, getting your kids settled and getting stuff there and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then when you came back and gave you, you know, time to get back and get settled, then it's like, okay, what do we want to do for the rest of the year? Do we want to launch this podcast or at least create the plans and put together the strategies to be able to launch a podcast and, do some other things that we want to do. So I'm glad that during that time, you had the space to be able to focus on what you had to focus on personally. And we could continue to do the work that we needed to do um, within the business to keep things going. Yeah, no interruption, which is amazing. There was, I don't think you missed one meeting, whether I was here or not. So that's how I, I also felt really like looked after. You know, it was really having someone looking after me, knowing that things were still running while I was packing a container. Yeah. And yeah, slapping my kids on the other side of the ocean. Definitely. Yeah. Huge help. Yeah. 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 Good. So what are the, as we're starting to close out, tell me a couple things that stick out to you as you found that they were the most impactful in the things that we were doing together through the period, through the time that we worked together. So there's something I'm really not good at. Um, and I think I kind of dislike, but I really liked that you forced us to look into it is the use of our matrix, you know, how to always reflect back on, okay, we've done that. What does it look like a week later? What's the engagement like? How is our newsletter performing? Where are people logging in from? You know, having all these data that inform us on what's working or what's not working. So I, I like the science behind things because that's when I stop ideating and look and say, okay, this is all complete rubbish. Don't get distracted. This is working really well. Let's double down on that. Or this is not working. Let's just stop and do something else. So I think this was for me a ha like a bit of a ha moment where we you you let us be very creative, but also having the science behind help me not being not be not just losing myself and losing my team by constantly trying new things. So I think this was the number one. And I think the structure, like the amount of structure that you helped put in place for us, the SOPs, the, I mean, it's tremendous, the amount of content that you shared with us and everything was documented. Everything is neat. Um, everything is at the right place. It being our drive or our click up space. And I didn't know that I could have an area of my business that looked like this. And looking at how you work and how thorough you are definitely inspired me in the other areas. Sales, 
HR, you know, all of the other areas. I was like, it needs to look, it needs to look like this. So all of a sudden, I was like writing SOPs at the end of the year. Yeah, because I, I know she's <laughs> <laughs> because I was like, you're so because you're so organized, and it's it just makes for such a neat business. So I think the neatness of it for me was very key. Um, and your overall kindness and patience with us. You were dealing with like my team. All of us are, you know, fluent in different languages, but most of them are their English like got probably better along the way, but it's far from being their first or even their second language. So you having the patience to listen through briefs from like, you know, in the broken English and still putting things together for us and, you know, taking the time to understand, taking the time time to make yourself understood and teaching. Um, I think this was this was really, really brilliant, always in a very kind way in a very respectful way, but also in a way where we were sure to be. Like you you kept us in checks. So the accountability for me as someone who gets easily distracted and all over the place um, was really key, which is why when our engagement ended, I was panicking. I thought, oh my God, we are we're going to go back to our old ways I can see this happening and guess what not really you know I'm glad I am glad (laughs) to hear that honestly um because like when I think about things that I want to create like I'm thinking about longevity right I'm thinking about let's create something that is a process that's repeatable or you know let's create structure that will last forever right like you know even some of the templates that I that I gave y'all like s like how to you know s how to create an sop right like you can adapt that to anything you know as yes. like, as you mentioned um because it's just so important to have these kinds of things documented and they just you know we look at these very large brands like we look at amazons and zappos and you know nike and all these big brands and we have to remember that they started exactly where we are with no systems no structure nothing right and so they were able to build something incredible um just as we are doing and y'all are building something super incredible and super valuable and because of that we need to make sure that it has longevity because y'all have to continue to impact um and change the narrative that we see across the continent it's so important that's why i love working with clients who are mission driven and who have something that they have an impact that they're trying to leave on the world and because of that i'm like we need to look think long term like we may not be you know amazon right now but in order to get there, we have to have some of these foundational things in place so that things don't just kind of break, you know, as we get continue to get bigger. That's true. And Amazon just got, I think they became pro- profitable probably five years ago, not even so. Yeah. And they and they're 35 year old companies. Yeah, exactly. So we we have some time, y'all. So like think so I, I understand that like as the CEO, I get it. Like, you know, it's so hard to kind of see past today. It's like we got to get all this stuff done. We got to get this client delivery, you know, done. We were just talking about before we started recording about how the year has kind of just started off with like, you know, a blast. And I'm just like, I have a bunch of client stuff that's that's happening right now. And I feel like I haven't had a chance to really kind of sit and breathe and think about what does the long term look like. Um, in the business. So I get it. But that's why it's so important to have someone who can kind of pull you out of it and just say like, okay, like, yes, like you are in the day to day, but let's take a step back and make sure 
that we put things in place that take us out of the day to day. So that way you can move across the country, you know, across the world and not have to worry about, you know, things, you know, things slowing down or like leads coming in and just having them sit there because, you know, nobody knows what to do. Right. And so I, I, I love that, um, that they're still being, that you're still using the stuff. Like that's what I'm thinking about is like long-term, like how do we create things that let that have, that's that have sustainability. So um, last thing. So let's talk about like last question I want to ask um, is if you were thinking about, if you go back to like where you were when we kind of, you know, first started working together or before we started working together. And if you had someone who you, who is in a similar situation as you or a CEO that may be in a similar situation that you were before we started working together, what's some advice or some things that you would tell them um, as they're making that decision on how to get out of this kind of like messy middle that they're in and be able to kind of put these things in place. What are some advice that you have for those kind of CEOs? I think first of all, don't wait <laughs> because the longer you wait, the bigger the mess. Mm. Um, and I think as you were just saying, it's sort of thinking about longevity. So looking at not necessarily the end goal, because I know it's always difficult to think about this, um, but maybe thinking what do we want the business to look like in five years? Mm -hmm. And I think then, you know, you have that sort of mountain and you split it or you divide it by what it looks at the end of this year, next year, the following one. And then how do you sort of come back to today and say, okay, that's, a, that's what I need to do in the next three months. Or, but having that sort of plan and clarity before getting into the, the bigger you know, sort of the bigger project of amending or putting structure behind the marketing. I think that's probably very helpful. And I think also putting down on paper all of the ideas, all of the questions, all of the things around tools that are not always super clear because I think we also get a bit bombarded and there's so much content out there that is easily we get we just get lost. So I think you know putting together a document that says, okay, this is what I want to learn about, or this is where I want to get better at. It being you know analytics or particular stats or some you know is it like ads or you know really having an area where we think, okay, that's something that I would like to explore, which will then inform you on probably how to help. The person better and I think I think I think this goes for like the problem this will I think to me that is the best collaboration is sort of going in with a clear mind of what needs to be done or where we want to be and then also looking at things where we need to really get more of an expertise and learn more mm -hmm. um and not waiting to not wait yeah. So I was, yeah, I'm so excited to, that you came on the show. Thank you again for, for coming. So tell everybody how they can work with African media agency, like, and also kind of tell us a little bit about like, when should we as the CEO for the CEOs out there that are, cause there's a lot of people that listen to this show that want to increase their visibility. Um, and they may not even considered really kind of, you know, um, placing their media across um, the continent. So tell us a little bit about, how they can work with y'all to do that. If someone's looking to increase their visibility, when should they come to see y'all about um, helping them to distribute their news? 
Right. So there are things that we do that are very Africa centric. So, you know, if your business could serve an area in the continent, but you don't know how to go about the different markets, the culture, the languages, the media landscape, all of, all of this is something that we can help with. So that could be from um, a media relations strategy to a full-on com- campaign based on a particular product or ideas or project. That's things that we do on a daily basis for the continent. But if you were to also think about, okay, I am a CEO that needs to sort of profile myself and I need to start doing some me- media interview, for example. Um, we offer you know media training um, that is super digestible, that's fun and that's I think something everybody should take like a good media training is something that you really need because you never know who you are going to come across you know it be it could be raising funds but also speaking to someone who actually asks you about your business it's nice to tell your story in the in the proper way um and and again and and also you know LinkedIn profiling um I think the key thing, um, and I, you know, it took me a bit of a while to actually realize that people want to know about the CEO. Mm-hmm. You might have a great product, but we're in a world now where people want to know who's behind the products or who's behind who's behind the 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 idea. You don't just buy a product; you buy a whole company now. You buy the founders, you buy the ethics of the companies, what you stand for, what your political view is. And I think profiling yourself um, and doing a bit of personal branding is key. It's not something that's always easy to navigate. That's something that we provide our clients. And we sit down with them, we brainstorm, and we're like, okay, what do you stand for? What animates you? What do you want? To, how do you want the people to see you? What are the three things that you want to come across? Um, and then we work on content. So blog posts, you know um posts comments like social media social media posts um to to build a brand that is around your personality and that always serves your product the more a ceo communicate the better the company does um if you look at you know companies like if you look at the the handles the social handles of tesla you might have i don't know maybe if a couple of hundred thousands and you look at Elon Musk and he has maybe close to a billion uh, or even more than that. Um, the, your personality needs to shine and the more noise and the better positions, the better positioned you are, the better your product or your company will do. And that's something that we help our clients navigate. Um, and then yeah, the rest, you know, the fun stuff, press conferences, events, we're getting ready to... Um, host in Cote d'Ivoire the Africa Cup of Nation, which is essentially the the African World Cup of the continent. Um, so the city is going is going to be blocked, but we have a few events happening, which is very nice. A couple of press conferences, you know, sort of tagging on tagging along the um, the sports events to make sure that we make some noise. Um, so yeah, this is us. We're always happy to. I'm personally always happy to speak to entrepreneurs like me, especially, you know, women entrepreneurs. I think we help each other. Um, so if you feel like reaching out, please do so. LinkedIn, you know, emails. Um, yeah, I'd love to speak to you. Yeah. And thank you so much, Stacey, for having me. And thank you for all your help. Like, I'm so grateful to you. You have no idea. 
Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate you. And seriously, y'all, y'all were a joy to work with. I, I like if I get if you can give me a hungry team, I can work with that. Right. Like I can't pull people cooking, kicking and screaming. But your team was just like, regardless of how fast I was talking. And they were just like, whoa, like slow down. <laughs> you know, like we all made it work together. So I appreciate y'all um, as well. So y'all definitely make sure that if you want to get in touch with Ellie, head over to the show notes because we will have links to her site. Oh, definitely make sure you check, check out our site because we did do a site refresh also while we were working together. Uh, so head over to AfricanMediaAgency.com. But otherwise, you can go to the show notes and get her LinkedIn, get um, links to her website and all that kind of good stuff. And if you are looking to, if you're, you've listened to this episode and you're really kind of thinking about your long, the longevity of your company and the long-term vision of your company, and you want to have someone to really kind of come in and help you with the marketing, help you and your team to be more successful, to create the structure, to um, create all of the different systems that you need in order to be able to scale your business, and just having someone who can really help you to point the, point you in the right direction and give your team the training and the leadership that they need to be more successful. Definitely make sure that you reach out to me. Um, you can book a call with us on our site. Um, you can reach out to me. I'm all over these social streets. Y'all know that. So definitely make sure you reach out because I want to make sure that I can help you to create the longevity, the systems and processes and support and right focus on the right strategies that you need to be able to grow your mission and to be able to have your business around for the long term. So that's this episode of Roadmap to One Million, y'all. Make sure that y'all are following the show if you are not following already. Make sure you share this episode. And if you got something out of this episode or if you could relate to something that Ellie said in this episode, leave us a review because I love reading the view reviews. We're always going to make sure that we um, stay on top of those. So, and they definitely help us to grow the show. So that's what I got for y'all. I'll see y'all next week. OMG, that episode was packed with gems. Are you ready for more? Head over to stacyzeal.co slash podcast to get the show notes and to sign up to get our top five podcast episodes to help you streamline your marketing so you can make this your million dollar year. Head over to stacyzeal.co slash podcast.